Buy more, save more with a patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Buy three windows, save $500. Buy six, save $1,000. Buy a dozen, save $2,000 by adding a patio door. But only through April 30th. Set your free consultation now at PellaWI.com. The players are warming up. The field is being prepped. And we're bringing you the sights and sounds live from American Family Field. People wait throughout the entire winter to get to that ballpark on opening day because it's like spring is there. Let's play ball. It's opening day. Sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited and Jockey. And now, broadcasting live from the fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin WTMJ Mobile Studio. Here's your host, Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome. It is opening day. The sun is shining. Well, the sun is shining. We'll, we'll, we'll just kind of leave it at that. As we've been telling you all morning, the wind is very, very blustery. They say the wind might get up to about 50 miles per hour. And so, actually, we made the executive decision to kind of relocate me. So I'm no longer in the, the trailer, which was rocking and moving. The wind was blowing so much. I'm now in the stadium. But the program is going to be exactly the same. And we've got a truly all-star lineup coming up this afternoon over the course of the next three hours. We're scheduled to talk to players, Aaron Ashby, Rowdy Telez, Colton Wong. We're going to be joined by former player, now broadcaster, Tim Dillard, who's quite a guy. We're going to be talking to general manager David Stearns. We're going to be joined, as we have been for the past several years, by Mark Atanasio and Bob Euchre. That's coming up in the 2 o'clock hour of the program. And we're going to be joined by the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, Craig Council, um, who's going to be joining us from the dugout. So let's start off. No need to delay. Craig Council. Craig, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, first of all, how difficult was the lockout? This has been an off season, pretty much unlike any others. How difficult was it for you? Uh, I, I don't know. For me, it was difficult. I think it was difficult for the players. Um, I think uh, the uncertainty of when we were going to start is uh, definitely a challenge, but. Um, you know, all things considered, I think we got started. We lost, you know, maybe uh, seven to ten days, and I think we're all and everybody in the whole industry in general is in a good spot. They got it figured out, and uh, it's it's behind us. Well, I think from a fan's perspective, I think we think that's great. You know, Craig, one it's a it's a long baseball season, 162 games, and one of the things that you get a lot of credit for is your ability to kind of maintain an even keel you don't get the idea that you get too upset about any one game or any one series of games how difficult is it for you to do that over the course of a long season i think being in the game and understanding the rhythm of the game um you know it kind of makes you do that you can't live life on the extremes in a baseball season and and part of the fun of a season is is going on that ride a little bit and, and the ups and the downs of it. Uh, but I think after you do it for long enough, you understand that it's not productive um, on, on both both kind of extremes of the spectrum. So, um, you know, you, you have to celebrate wins and be up, be upset about losses, but, but you but you got to kind of when you get home at night, that's got to be over and you got to be moving on to the next day. Um, and, and that's how you try to f- approach it. Um, because th- there's always a lot of games left, and there's always room to change things for the better and worse, and, and you have to realize that. 
You know, Craig, you, you talked about the long season. You talked about longevity. You know, you've been doing it for quite a while, both as a player and, and as a manager. You you are now one of the longest tenured managers in, in, in baseball. And it, it seems amazing because I think a lot of us remember, you know, when, when you, you first took over. What's the secret to doing it year after year? Is there a secret? No, I don't. I don't know if there's a secret. Um, you know, the, the, I mean, any time for any of us that uh, take jobs, I think being yourself is kind of the key to longevity. If you try to be something you're not, you're you're going to burn out, or you're going to, um, you know, you're going to make a mistake that's going to cost you. So, you know, you got to be yourself, and, and I think that's the way um, in, in any profession that you you create longevity. Um, and I, I, you know, I would. That's the most important thing. Um, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to do some things right. Um, but I think if you you let your compass kind of guide you, which I think has guided you well in the past, um, you feel like you can take everything in the right direction in the long term. Uh, one of the big changes, of course, this year for the Brewers is, is we have the designated hitter. How, how has that changed your approach to the season, if, if at all? And is it the, does it change dramatically the way you manage baseball games? It's been really interesting in the first six days. You know, we've we've always had you know a designated hitter series sprinkled in, um, and then so so it doesn't make you think about it strategically, kind of long term. But it but just playing six games uh, right away off the bat, and maybe a little bit of who our roster our roster makeup. It's it's definitely changed things for the way I think about a game a little bit, um, and, and changes. Uh, you know how you use your bench, obviously, of of saving the the pinch hitter concept in the nine nine spot where the pitcher would usually hit is obviously out the door, and you don't have to save players for that. So it's um it's been different for sure, and I've and I've I've learned something through the first six games about how this particular roster is going to work that I that I think will help us throughout throughout the season. Now I know it's the reality that, that you have the designated hitter, but do you are, are you old school? Do you do you like it? Are you glad that they made that rule change? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like I do like the National League rules because I do like I like giving people the ability to make decisions to, to impact the game. Uh, I like the strategic nature of the game. Um, there, there, it does change the strategic nature of the game. On the other hand. For this particular team, uh, the, the 2022 Milwaukee Brewers, the DH is is a good thing, and I think mostly because our strength is starting pitching. Um, we don't have to expose them to hitting. We don't have to expose them to running the bases. Um, it can postpone some pitching decisions because we're hoping we can um, push these starters lengthwise into games. Um, so for those reasons, I think uh, I like it for for this team. But in general, I'm, I'm not, I would be not a fan of the designated hitter. Are you still having fun? I am having fun. I mean, this is this is uh, we we put the organization in a spot where we're talking about you know not just the playoffs but a World Series, um, and I think that that's. That means that the the six years, six plus years that have been here have been productive, and and you're you enjoy that. You know, you have to enjoy the work you've put in to, to get yourself to this point. We're we're talking about it. We're we're trying to make a World Series. Um, the playoffs are an expectation, um, and and that's work that we've put in over the last five years. And and you're happy to be part of that work, and hopefully enjoy the fruits of that work. 
Greg Council, manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, thanks for joining us today. Best of luck today. Best of luck during the entire season. Hope to be talking to you all around when the playoffs roll around in October this year. Sounds great. Sounds great. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Take care. Craig Council, manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, back with much more in just a couple minutes. This is the home opener. This is Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Welcome back. We are broadcasting live from inside American Family Field. Lots of wind outside. But by the way, it it is dry, extremely windy. But come on out. Have a great time. And by the way, inside American Family Field, the weather is absolutely perfect. So don't let a little bit of wind discourage you from coming out and seeing a great ball game. All right. As I was saying earlier, we have a great lineup of guests. We're now joined by... Well, I wouldn't say he's a new addition to the Brewers. He played here last year, had a great season. Colton Wong. Uh, Colton, good afternoon. How are you guys doing today? We are well. First of all, congratulations oh. on that big hit last night. That, <laughs> that must feel great, huh? Yeah, it does. You know, obviously it's, it's kind of been a grinder to the start of the season for, for me. And, uh, you know, just to kind of have that big hit right there for the guys and coming through was, was huge. So I'm excited. Colton, this is your second year in with in Milwaukee with, with the Brewers, um, is it easier uh, now that you've had a chance to kind of adjust to spend a year around here? Is it a little bit easier than just coming in and being one of the new guys on the block, even though you're a seasoned veteran? For sure, for sure it is. I mean, I you know I got a chance to build some relationships with the guys last year and and really figure out what this team was like uh, last year. So it was a lot more comfortable for me coming in this year. I knew, you know, how the the team was ran. I knew the dynamic of the team, and I was able to kind of. You know, just come in more comfortable and be able to kind of fall into my routine pretty fast. Now that you've had a year here, how, how do you like Milwaukee? And not, I'm not just talking about the stadium and the team, but I'm talking yeah. about the community. Do you enjoy it? Oh, I do. I enjoy Milwaukee a lot. You know, I'm a very uh, outdoors kind of guy. I love being out. You know, I'm not really into, you know, big cities and whatnot. So, you know, it's really cool being out here, man. I love uh, the, the small town mentality and, and the feel and you know I'm a little bit of a fisherman so I get to go to these lakes and ponds <laughs> around here and enjoy it so it's it's right down my alley um, alright T- today is of course the home opener like I say you, you're a veteran but th- does, does a home opener ever get old for you from the perspective of a player or is it still cool Oh, it's always still cool. You know, anytime you get a chance to, you know, be with the home fans and soak this in, it's it's always a big thing, especially when, you know, like when you're getting towards, you know, the later end of your career, you know, you want to make sure you enjoy these times and, and really, you know, just soak it all in. And, you know, it's it's exciting for us. You know, obviously we came in uh, super late last night and, you know, kind of a grinder morning for a lot of us, but the excitement's still there. We're all excited to get going, so. You, uh, the game, of course, today is against your former team, the, the St. Louis mm-hmm. Cardinals. Is it always? Is it? Do you always enjoy playing like one of the former teams, or is it just another game on the schedule? Oh no, there's definitely some enjoyment, you know, because you, you build so much uh, relationships with those guys over there. You know, I was there for seven years in the big leagues, ten or nine years total. So, uh, you know, I got a chance to really, you know, create some good long-term relationships with those guys, and uh, it's just fun. You know, you go out here and you compete your your butt off and. No matter who you're fa- facing at the time, you're just you understand that this is a game, and you know you're trying to win. So, you know it's it's nothing but friendly competition. But at the end of the day, you know there's nothing I'd rather do than go and beat the Cardinals today. <laughs> well, you know, Colton, it's, I'm so glad to have you as a Brewers because I can remember as a Brewers fan myself. I can remember you know year after year, it just seemed like you loved to hit at American Family Field, and you just wore out the Brewers when you were playing for the Cardinals. So, is this a good place to play? I mean, from a hitter's perspective, uh, do you enjoy it? I love it. I love it. You know, this is one of my 
this is kind of the reason why I signed here was uh, the ability to play in a dome like this, uh, a hitter-friendly park like this, and uh, that backdrop, man, here in American Family Field is just so perfect. It's black, it's big, you know, you don't need to worry about seeing nothing but the, the pitcher and uh, the ball coming at you, so it's always a good time. You know, you can always build your confidence in this park, and uh, it's just a fun place to be. It, it's a long season. I was talking with Craig Council just a couple minutes ago, 162 games. From your perspective as a player, particularly a veteran player, how do you keep yourself fit you know, day after day with all the physical yeah. challenges of the game and the travel and all that? Do you have a routine? I mean, how do you keep yourself fit? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you have to you know, kind of commit to the fact that you're going to work out regardless of how you're feeling. Uh, you know, you got to set your schedules. you got to set your routine to realize that, you know, even though if I feel tired today or, you know, body's a little tight, I still got to get that working because not only is it making you stronger, but it's getting your body ready for, for the game, you know, and I think that's where, you know, injuries happen and whatnot when people tend to fall out of routine due to just, you know, being tired or mentally drained, you know, so it's just it's really important to, to really lock into that routine and understand that, you know, as long as I do my routine every single day the way I should, I can tie my confidence behind that. Well, Colton, if you can't tell, I am a huge fan, and I am just—I speak for I think whole, all of Brewers Nation when I talk about how delighted we are to have you playing for the Milwaukee Brewers. I wish I you nothing that. but success this season, and thanks for spending some time with us this afternoon. And uh, go Brewers! Absolutely, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely, that is Colton Wong. Um, second baseman for the Milwaukee Brewers. Big hit last night. Triple that ignited the game-winning rally. Gotta love it. And like I say, I just, I, I'm so thrilled to have the opportunity to talk to, to Colton because I, I remember, just it seemed year after year after year, whenever the Brewers would play the Cardinals and he was on the Cardinals, he would just flat out wear us out. So the same thing's true with the, with Andrew McCutcheon, the new designator. I remember when he would play for Pittsburgh, it seemed like he would wear us out as well. So that, that's the great thing. Bring him on to the team. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Back with much more in just a minute. This is Jeff Wagner. We're broadcasting live from the Brewers' home opener at American Family Field. Welcome back once again. This is the Brewers home opener. First pitch, 414. Get it? It's 414 day. Um, but between now and 3 o'clock, we will be broadcasting live from inside American Family Field. We're scheduled to be out in our, our tailgater, but uh, the the wind very, very brisk, and it was actually even moving the tailgater. So I think we made the executive decision, let's move me inside. I, you know, Steve Scafidi was alluding to this earlier. You think you have seen it all. Well, I, I I will tell you it was about 10.30. We were in the tailgater, and we were in front of American Family Field, and across like a little circular driveway, that they have a series of porta-potties, and we watched. The wind was blowing so much that it dislodged one of the porta-potties, and then the porta-potty just started. It was it was like, you know, you, you've heard the old song, Band on the Run. This was like porta-potty on the run. It was just heading across the parking lot. Five yards, ten yards, fifteen yards. I swear, it got about fifty yards, and I'm wondering, hey, is this porta potty making a break for it? What's ultimately going to happen? And then ultimately, the wind blew it over, and it tipped over to the side, and then, of course, the the folks that do like the grounds work had to come out and straighten it out and stuff like that. But I, I'd never seen a porta potty just kind of break away and kind of make the run for freedom. But you know, we corralled it so that porta potty is back. As the Brewers have been saying, it, because of the wind, it, it shouldn't stop you from tailgating, but you want to. If you're coming out here, make that that adjustment. No canopies, 
don't don't bring that. Recognize that if your plan is to put a bunch of food out on a on a table or something, well, you you might need to figure out what plan B is because, like I say, it is a brisk wind and it is supposed to continue to gust up to 50 miles an hour through the the afternoon before subsiding. But again. We're inside, climate controlled. It is absolutely beautiful in here. We've got a lot of great guests coming up, including after the bottom of the hour news, we're scheduled to be joined by David Stearns, general manager of the Brewers. Actually, his title is a little bit more fancy than that, but but he's the guy responsible for player acquisitions. That's coming up in just a minute. Welcome back. We are broadcasting live from American Family Field. It is the Brewers' home opener, first pitch, 4-14. But a lot of stuff between now and then. It is my distinct pleasure to be joined once again by the president of baseball operations for the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, David Stearns. David, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Happy opening day. Happy opening day, right, and aren't we glad we have a roof, because I know you probably drove in in that wind. It's pretty nice to know that the game is going to occur, and you're not going to have to worry about, oh, a 50-mile-an-hour wind blowing out to right field. Yeah, that helps a lot. I'm, I'm standing right next to the field right now here, and, and uh, there is no wind inside, so we've got perfect conditions for playing, and we're looking forward to having a packed house and a good game this afternoon. Well, David, let's talk a little bit about your job during the season. Now, obviously, there might be some people who think, hey, he, he puts together the, the team and you get the players there, and then now all of a sudden it's opening day and all, all you have to do is kind of sit back and watch the next 162 games. That's not quite how it works, is it? No, that's not quite how it works. There, there's always something to do, and I think there's there's uh, a lot of what we do goes on behind the scenes, and, and frankly, sometimes doesn't even have to do with the major league team. We've got a uh, a, um, a bunch of minor league players. We've got an elaborate minor league system, a big player development apparatus. We've got scouts all over the world who are constantly trying to find the next Brewers. Um, we're always preparing for a draft. We're preparing for an international signing period in addition to what's going on every night at at 7 p.m. on a major league field and so there's plenty to do we're fortunate we've got a great staff throughout baseball operations that handles a lot of it um and and it'll be fun to watch the uh the fruits of all that work get going here at at 414 this afternoon at uh, american family field can you peel back the curtain a little bit and and explain to, to the average baseball fan, how do deals develop? And, and I understand that you know your job is much more than just making trades and things like that. But but is there is there any sort of one way that these things kind of happen? That's one of the fun things about about making a transaction, whether it's a trade or a free agent signing, is that they they all occur a little bit differently. They all have a somewhat different pace. We've made trades here over the last seven years that came together in in. A half hour and we've made trades that have really been in the works for years um, and have gone through dozens if not hundreds of iterations and phone calls and and back and forth with a various club to finally get something over the line that works for both teams so there is no one path to a trade there's no one path to a signing um, you have to stay flexible and and I think one of the things we enjoy is is going through that process and trying to find the right path to a deal in a particular situation. It's one of the things that makes all of our jobs really exciting, enjoyable, and gets us out of bed in the morning. Is it frustrating sometimes that you're not 
because of free agency and, and choices that players make and things like that and, and salary considerations and things, is it ever frustrating that you, you can't keep all your players? You put together this team, you think you've got the, this, this great mix, and then all of a sudden offseason rolls around and you know, players, players come and go. Is, does that get frustrating from your perspective? I think we just understand that's, that's part of it, and that, that's part of our jobs is to constantly replenish our roster. And, and we're in a situation where we believe we have the ability to compete every year, and we also understand that the roster is going to look a little bit different every single year. It's not going to have the exact same players, and it's, it's not always going to have the exact same strengths. And so that, that's part of um, our responsibility is to understand we're going to lose some players, we're going to lose good players. They're going to be good players who contributed for us one year who aren't going to be back in the next. And we have to figure out how to get that production back in our lineup. And, and we've been able to do that, um, and, and I think we'll be able to continue to do that. Yeah, to, to that point, one of the, the big transactions over the offseason was the, the trade for, for Hunter Renfro. What was, what was some of the thought process that went into that? Yeah, you know, Hunter, Hunter's a guy who has tremendous power, and... Uh, tremendous right-handed power. He can hit the ball out to uh, all segments of the ballpark. Uh, he's also a very good defender, as we saw on the road trip, especially yesterday. He made a great catch and throw to get us out of an inning late in the game. And so when you have the ability um, to add that type of player to, to our team, he really backfills a spot um, that Avi Garcia held for us last year, playing predominantly right field. That's where Hunter's going to be most of the time for us this year. So it was a really nice, it was a really nice fit. The the Red Sox um, were looking to do something a little bit different with their roster. They were able to bring back Jackie Bradley Jr., a player they know very well, who had a lot of success in Boston, and we were able to bring in a player who we think is going to have success here, who can hit a lot of home runs, play a good right field, and fill the need for us. You know, you made the you made the statement earlier on about about how the, the Brewers are a team that's able to to compete every year, and that that's so true. Many, you know, it seems like many teams in baseball really they're almost constantly in a rebuilding role, in a rebuilding mode, and that they really you know they're they're trying their best, but they're not going to be in a position to compete for the World Series. The Brewers, for the last several seasons, year in year out, have been in that top echelon. And coming from a small market like Milwaukee, what, what's your secret? How do you do it? Well, I think uh, there is no secret, and that that's the truth. There's there's no secret. There's um, there's hard work from everyone involved. Um, there's some humility from everyone involved, understanding we don't have the answers, and and we're constantly seeking to get just a little bit better. And if we can constantly get just a little bit better, um, then we're going to stay competitive. And look, we. we we hold ourselves to a standard that requires us to, to remain competitive. Um, we do not want to go through a long down spell here. We've been able to avoid that um, for a while now. Uh, we don't think we have to. We think we have the personnel, the systems uh, in place, um, the coaching staff in place, uh, the ownership support to be able to sustain competitiveness here, um, and that, that is certainly our goal. Is it – I it, it's a it is a long season. I was talking to this, with this uh, the Craig Council about this as well. It, it seems to me like you have the ability to kind of maintain an, an even keel. That is to not get too upset with the losses and not get too high with the wins. Is is it difficult to do that during the course of the year? To just not get frustrated when you, you go through a bad stretch or not get too high when you go through a good stretch? You you learn to do it. And this is, you're right. This is such a, a long season. 
it's a season that stretches six plus months you're playing every single day if you let little stretches one way or the other change your outlook change your disposition you're you're not going to get through it so what we try to do is uh, make assessments based on fact uh, the best we can and and not really change those assessments of whether it's our team or a player or anything we're doing until there are facts that dictate otherwise and and sometimes that will happen um, but often often it doesn't and so when when things are going really really well we try to understand why that is happening but also recognize that uh, what what the true assessment of a team is and and when things aren't going well we try to take the same perspective understand who we are there are going to be ups and downs over the course of the season that that's part of what makes a baseball season so much fun that's what distinguishes our game compared to the other sports that are out there. We're doing this every night for so long. Um, there are so many opportunities for ups and downs and momentum swings over the summer. And, and you got to kind of enjoy it, um, understand it is what it is, um, and, and keep your, your continual assessment of your team and your players in perspective. David Stearns, president of Baseball Operations, thanks so much for joining us today. I want to wish you all the success in the world, not just today, but for the rest of the season. And hope I get a chance to sit here in October, right when the World Series is coming around, and we can have a similar sort of interview. That would be a whole lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it as well. I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. David Stearns, president of Baseball Operations. This is Jeff Wagner, back with more. It is the Milwaukee Brewers home opener. Welcome back. It is the Milwaukee Brewers home opener. I'm broadcasting live from inside American Family Field. I'm up in the press box and actually watching the Brewers and stretching and throwing the balls around and things like that. First pitch is 4-14 this afternoon. Um, an late start. Traditionally, the Brewers start the home openers around 110 or something like that. So late start today, but gives you more time to enjoy the weather, enjoy opening day. And as we're saying, it's windy outside. So if you're planning to tailgate, just, you know, be prepared. The Brewers are saying don't bring um, don't bring canopies or things like that because they, they will blow away. So just adjust. We are Wisconsinites. We are hardy. During the course of my program, we've got interviews coming up with Tim Dillard, former Brewers pitcher, now a broadcaster. We're going to be joined by players Rowdy Telez and Aaron Ashby, who, mark my words, he, he's, he's a star of the future. I can remember gosh, four or five years ago, doing our opening day broadcast and having an opportunity to talk to, to Josh Hader when he was just coming up and starting. And you knew he was going to be a star um, at the start of his career, and he hasn't disappointed anybody. I, I think you know Aaron Ashby is going to be a star as well. And we're also going to be joined at, uh, at the start of the 2 o'clock hour by Mark Atanasio and Bob Euchre in what has become an, an annual conversation that we have. Uh, actually, if you... If you have a question that you would like me to address to either Mark or Bob, you, you can just simply send it to me on the text line. It's 855-616-1620. And, you know, we'll, we'll try to ask him a couple of those questions. If there's things that, you know, you really want to know, that, that's what we're here for, and we have that opportunity. It was so nice to get the opportunity to talk to, to David Stearns, and a couple people on the text line were reaching out and, and indicating 
how much they hope he stays in Milwaukee. You know, he was a very, very hot commodity during the offseason. Um, there was a lot of talk about how the New York Mets, for example, who were in the market for president of baseball operations, a general manager, um, were very interested in trying to bring him on board. And, of course, he's a native New Yorker as well, but um, staying with the Brewers right now. And, and clearly, you know, you, you get the idea that he's very, very happy here you get the idea that there is a great working relationship with him and the owner and a lot of the other um, management people here because this is really an incredibly well-run franchise i don't think that anybody could disagree with that and if you really want to see the mark of a general manager it's i think it is that consistency you know anybody can grab lightning in a bottle you know you can you can have that one year where Everything works out well. Everything is special. Everybody has the season of the year. And then, you know, the next year you come back to reality. One of the great things about the Brewers, and as this is, I mean, you're talking to somebody who has been a Brewers fan since there have been Milwaukee Brewers in 1970. For the longest time, there was this attitude that, well, it's Milwaukee. It's a small market. You can't attract the players. You can't develop the players. You can't keep the players. And there, there's no way that you're going to sustain excellence. Well, I, I think Mark Atanasio and David Stearns and Craig Council and a lot of the other people behind the scenes have, have proven the lie to that, that, you know, we have a team that does sustain excellence every year, year after year, and there is an expectation that, hey, we're going to compete in the playoffs, and maybe this will be the year that we get back to the World Series. And you've got to give just a lot of credit to management for doing that. And it's one of the reasons I was asking both the manager and David Stearns, the president of baseball operations, you know, how you do that and how you keep an even keel because I I know for many of us from a fan perspective, oh, the Brewers lose a game to Chicago nine to nothing and they've lost, they lose the first two games of the year and you're just ready, everybody's ready to to jump off the bridge. And the bottom line is it's a long season. You can't get too up. You can't get too down. And maybe we need to take a lesson from management when it comes to that. Let's take a quick break. Back with more in just a minute. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. So very glad to have you with us once again. It is Brewers Home Opener, opening day 2022. We are broadcasting live from American Family Field. I'm inside the stadium. The Brewers are taking fielding practice and a little bit of batting practice right now. First pitch, 414. You will be able to hear the one and the only Bob Euchre on the call. Matter of fact, keep it tuned here because slightly after 2 o'clock, we are scheduled to be joined by Bob Euchre, Mr. Baseball, and the principal owner of the Milwaukee Brewers, Mark Atanasio. It's our kind of yearly conversation, and we always enjoy that. Lots of other guests as well. Tim Dillard will be joining us, Aaron Ashby, Rowdy Telez, all that, and a cast of thousands. Coming up um, in the first part of the next hour, though, I want to turn the show over to you. Um, th- this is opening day, and as I've said you know, repeatedly, opening day is a big deal here. It's, it's, it's not a national holiday, but it's, it's pretty much a statewide holiday. I mean, I've told the story before. I remember when I was in law school at Marquette, the, the school would literally shut down for opening day and you had the choice you could study if you wanted but otherwise you know they they had they ranged to get tickets and you know they would take buses out here it was just great now i'll let you decide whether did i decide to stay home and study or did i decide to take the bus to opening day you know you've got three guesses and the first two don't count on that but you know there's been so many great opening day experiences you know 
going back over the years. And, of course, the experience at American Family Field, formerly Miller Park, different than the experience at County Stadium when you were exposed to the elements. But nevertheless, there's always something very, very special about opening day. So after the top of the hour news, what we're going to do is we're going to turn the program over to you. And I want to share a couple opening day stories myself. But also I'd, I'd be curious to hear your most memorable opening day uh, story. Matter of fact, you know, in, in the Wagner family, one of the stories is my um, my uh, daughter-in-law, she she met her future husband. Um, you know, my, my, my stepdaughter ended up meeting, you know, her future husband, my son-in-law, at, at opening day, you know, and they, they got acquainted and then went out some other time and then one thing led to another and, you know, now, now you know, our oldest granddaughter is graduating from high school at the end of the year. So, you know, that was the opening day experience, but we're going to have those conversations coming up in the first part of the next hour. We're here to have a little bit of fun, be a little bit serious as well but baseball is back and it's just absolutely tremendous so again we will be back with lots more in just a couple minutes don't go anywhere this is jeff wagner wtmj it's milwaukee brewers opening day 2022 the players are warming up the field is being prepped and we're bringing you the sights and sounds live from american family field people wait throughout the entire winter to get to that ballpark on opening day because it's like spring is there let's play ball it's opening day sponsored by outdoor living unlimited and jockey and now broadcasting live from the Pella windows and doors of wisconsin wtmj mobile studio here's your host jeff wagner Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome back to the show. Once more, a quick reminder, and and the Brewers are reminding everybody who's coming out to tailgate this afternoon that there is a high wind warning, and so they are saying, leave the tents, leave the canopies at home, because... As we were telling the story earlier today, I have never in my life seen a porta potty that was attached to other porta potties separate and be blown 50 yards across a parking lot like I saw this morning. So that that gives you an idea of what the wind is like. So um, things that are likely to blow away, the brewers are saying, please just do do not bring them along. Figure out what your alternative plan is, and then come on out and enjoy the day because it, the sun is shining. There's no question about that, and it's dry. It's just it's just wind. So be prepared and don't bring things that are going to blow away. And if your typical tailgating ideas to, well, we've got, the, we've got a table and we're going to set all sorts of bags of potato chips and stuff up on the table, you might want to rethink that because those potato chips might go the way of the porta potty. number of people are texting in. Big question I've been getting today, was anybody in the porta potty when it started being blown across the parking lot? And, and the answer to that is no. Thankfully, this was about 10.30 this morning. It was before the parking lots had opened up. So no, there was nobody getting that free ride in the porta potty. But nevertheless, it was a ride nonetheless. So, see, here, here's the deal. This is going to be, um, I was talking to one of my friends and colleagues earlier this morning. He was saying, well, what are some of your you know memories about opening day? Because I know you've been coming out here a lot. And I, I have to say that this is definitely, that and the porta potty is definitely going to be, it's going to go down on my list of, I don't know, top four or five at least interesting things that you see at opening day. Now, as I was saying before the top of the hour news, there is no question that I, I think opening day is big 
everywhere. But I think here in Milwaukee, southeastern Wisconsin, Wisconsin, I, I think it's, if not a national holiday, maybe it should be a state holiday. And I understand that baseball is a huge part of our lifestyle. And I also understand that coming out to the ballpark is a huge part of our lifestyle. And my guess is that I'm not the only one who's been to lots and lots of opening days since 1970. And some were memorable and some were more memorable than others. So what I'd like to do is just take a segment here, opening day 2022, but open up the phone lines and get your reaction, your most memorable opening day. Our number, 855-616-1620, which is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Now, again, you can define memorable in a number of ways. Maybe memorable, like the story I was telling earlier about my, my stepdaughter and my, my son-in-law. They, they met at opening day, so maybe maybe it was opening day in 1995 and you're the one that that's where you, you met the person that went on to become your spouse. Maybe it was opening day in, in that fashion. Maybe it was the opening day that you shared with your dad or your grandpa or, or whatever. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was a spectacular game because there's certainly been some spectacular opening days in Brewers history. Maybe it was just one of those days where you know you toughed it out because of, of the weather. Um, maybe it was that infamous opening day that we've talked about from, I believe it was 1997 when uh, Major League Baseball had the thought that it would be a good idea to give away free baseballs to the first 25,000 people who came through the stadium. And then, of course, um, you combine large opening day crowd, hard projectiles, a bunch of alcohol, and, gee, what would we think would happen? Gee, you'd have all sorts of people throwing the baseballs on the field. You might remember that opening day. But in any event, memorable opening day stories, 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We're back to discuss in just a moment. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ, broadcasting live from American Family Field, opening day 2022. 855-616-1620, which is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. It is opening day 2022. We are talking about opening day memories from the past. Let's start with Jim in West Bend. Jim, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I don't know if this is really funny or that memorable, but um, I was at the game where uh, whoever's idea was to give out Baseballs, baseballs for the game and then everyone gets loaded and i don't know i i can't remember if the brewers were losing or there was some bad play or something and everybody started firing the baseballs out onto the field i mean i'll just i'll never forget that and and i can't imagine the meeting the next day who whose idea it was to give Whatever, yeah. fifty thousand people baseball game. Jim, did you did you throw yours or did you keep it? <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm, okay. not, I'm not admitting anything. You're going to take the fifth. Okay, thanks for the call, Jim. I, I appreciate. I was right. That was um, 1997, and it, it was actually 
it was actually an idea that Major League Baseball had come up with, and so they were doing it across across stadiums. And yeah, as I recall, the Brewers played the the Texas Rangers. That was back when they were still in the American League, and actually the Brewers ended up winning the game. And I don't. It had been going on for a while, and I don't. I don't remember if there was one particular play that that started this. But to your point, Jim, yeah, if you think about like really bad ideas, you know, when you're sitting around that that promotions meeting, the idea idea of okay let's let's give out baseballs well that's great everybody likes to get baseballs and stuff but let's give them to people coming into the game um, after they've been out in the parking lot drinking for a few hours and by the way this was county stadium so it was also mind-numbingly cold at the time so you've got all that stuff going on not exactly the best idea which is why i think they might still do like baseball things but they give you a voucher so you you can't <laughs> you can't go get it there was similar thing that they used to do they used to to do when I was a kid. I don't know if the Brewers did it, but I can remember, for example, other teams did it. They'd have bat nights, and, and they'd come in, and they, they'd actually give you, like, like baseball bats, sometimes real bats, and then later on these imitation bats. That came to an end. I remember when they did it at Yankee Stadium, and surprise follows surprise, the crowd leaving, you know, just went on a, a tear, you know, breaking windows and stuff in cars. So they, they've if, if they do that nowadays, typically it's a voucher that you can redeem later or things like that. But, yeah, I, I remember it. I think the Brewers manager, I want to say it was – oh, I forget who I forget who it was. It wasn't Tom Treblehorn. Um, but it, I it had to come on the public address system and, and beg people, don't throw baseballs onto the field. Let's talk to Dennis in Milwaukee. Dennis, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Happy opening day. Uh, the major in '97 was uh, was um, Phil Garner. Phil Garner, right? FYI. Yeah. Scrap Iron, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I've got two opening day memories. Uh, the first is 1980, where Sixto Lascano hit a walk off grand slam against the Red Sox. Yes. And the other one is the other one is 1977. Although the Brewers lost to the Orioles one nothing, it was memorable for me because the temperature at game time was 82 degrees, and it was the only home opener that I've attended wearing Bermuda shorts. <laughs> that is a great story. No, th- th- no th- thanks for calling. Well, you, you, Bermuda shorts would, would not be the appropriate wear today. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned that Sixto Lascano home run because – I, I was here that day, too. As I was telling the story earlier, I, I was in law school then, and Marquette University Law School would, would close down. I'm not making this up. They would close down, and the, the students, they, they had a big batch of tickets that you could buy. And I can distinctly remember, and it, I, now, again, it, it's County Stadium, but I, I'm, I'm not American Family Field or Miller Park, but I can remember sitting you know, midway down the right field line at the old county stadium, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of my law school classmates and um, a bunch of my, my professors, and we're all sitting and we're watching th- this game. And as I recall, the Bucks had the play the Bucks were in the playoffs and back then they were in the Western Conference, not the Eastern Conference. And I think they had gone into overtime or something, so it had been a late night for sports fans. And then of course this game goes into extra innings and Sixto Lascano ends up hitting that grand slam to win it all. It was just it was it was a, sort of a magical thing, and, and and yeah, that would be one of my top five memories as well. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more of your calls and your texts in just a minute. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. It's opening day, 2022, from American Family Field. 
This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. So very glad to have you with us. We're broadcasting live from American Family Field. It is the Brewers' home opener. Got all sorts of great stuff going on. There's something new coming to the ballpark this year, and it's golf. WTMJ's Eric Bilstadt has that story, courtesy of OutdoorLivingUnlimited.com. Imagine a little golf with your baseball. Being able to golf and watch the game at the same time is going to be unique, right? Everyone's got ADD and wants to do something during the game. It's a first-of-its-kind collaboration. Golf at AmFam Field. And no, we're not talking about mini-golf. We're talking golf simulators. 18 holes right at the stadium. So you'll be able to... Uh, enjoy a cocktail or soda and play golf and just turn your head six inches and, and watch the game. And, and that's what's so exciting. John Domain and Luke Larson are co-founders of X-Golf, golf simulators that give you the opportunity to play 18 holes in one spot, just like if you were shooting darts. They were at a Brewers game when they realized the two sports they loved could be combined into one venue. met at a Brewers game, a 16-inning Brewers game, and uh, sat there and kind of talked about this entire concept and, and it came to fruition after what the 12th inning and then it got yes. became real the golf simulators will be in the old 300 club it's the glass enclosed area along the left field line the exciting part for domain is knowing anybody can play it's been a really inclusive environment and we see so many whether it's young people being introduced to the game or people who've always been curious and can do it in a pretty low-pressure environment. Once they're up and running, hopefully by later this summer, the simulators will be offered year-round, not just on game days. Eric Bilstead, WTMJ News. Well, well, we are back. Yeah, golf, isn't that going to be cool out here? And, you know, one of the great things in American Family Field when you come out here is you're going to get a situation where you there's there's so much to do around here beyond just the, the, the baseball game. And there, there's all the different amenities that are here. And then you're going to have some of these features that really make this a year-round um destination and i think that's very very cool all right we were talking about like memories of opening day let's go to our text line jeff opening day 1975 went with a bus from the lakeshore dorms at uw madison cold the entire stadium sang hello henry to the great henry aaron yeah that was absolutely epic no question about that jeff brewers opening day 1977 it was almost 80 degrees and sunny i helped work at a tailgate party by the end of the game most of the fans were sunburned huh now if you were out here today like i say it's it's sunny there's no question about that if you are outside for any length of time, you, you might come away like red in the face, but it's not going to be because you're sunburned necessarily. You might end up getting wind burned, no question about it. Jeff, I remember the first opening day at Miller Park fondly with the huge flag and eagle, but it's the second day I remember more. It was just as windy as today is, and the roof panels were so loud from wind breaking some of them loose. I'm very, very glad that they had gotten fixed. Um, let's see. 
see, Jeff, I've only been to one opening day. I was in middle school, and one of my best friend's families invited me to go along. Their seats were in the mezzanine at County Stadium. Yeah, I used to sit up there quite a bit. I had rarely been to a game and had not sat in the bleachers, so this felt like absolute luxury. It was that game where commemorative baseballs were given out, and the game was delayed because people were throwing them on the field. I still have mine. It is now displayed in my um in my son's room how cool is that jeff back in the late 70s and early 80s streaking was in everybody couldn't wait until that one naked person ran across the outfield got caught by the milwaukee police department and then um put into jail yeah that's um yeah for again if you're of a certain age you can remember when when streaking was big you know the idea that people thought it would be clever to I don't know, take their clothes off and then run out in public displaying their shortcomings for the world to see. Uh, never really saw that. Um, Jeff, I can remember an opening day where I got a chance to hang out with the cast members of Major League. I was an extra in Major League as well. You know, that was very, very cool. Um, let's see. Randy says, um, lifelong Brewers fan, long-distance listener, um, this is just an absolutely tremendous thing. Um, one of the things was met a lady at opening day one time, um, just forgot her name later on. Well, that's, that, that is one of the things, and it's one of the risks that you take when you're coming to op- opening day, particularly if you are overserved and you meet that woman who could go on to become that special someone in your life. You, you want to make sure that... Um, you want to make sure that you get the name correctly. Um, Jeff, um, I would say my most memorable opening day was 2019. Yelich goes deep. Um, and, of course, you had the Lorenzo Kane catch. Yeah, that was a tremendous well one as well. Um, a lot of people have these opening day memories, and that's one of the really cool things. Aaron in Chicago says, I'm a lifelong fan, been to hundreds of games at County Stadium, Miller Park, and American Family Field. Last Thursday at Wrigley was my first opening day ever. That will This will be my first in Milwaukee. Well, yeah, it's a great thing, and the, the best thing in the world is going to be, again, you know, no matter what the weather's like outside, you know that you're going to have a game. And how cool is that going to be? You know that once you come inside, doesn't matter whether the wind is 20 miles an hour or 50 miles an hour, you know very well that the game is going to be played in great conditions. And it's really, when you look at some of the baseball games that are either being postponed or are being played, particularly in the upper Midwest, games in Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago, all these various places, and you look at what the fans are going through, you look at what the players are going through, it really does make you appreciate the beauty of that retractable roof. I was just talking to someone off the air a couple minutes ago as someone who was on was doing a radio show when we went through the, the battle to get American Family Field, then Miller Park, built, and still remembers all the resistance that it had. Um, You really appreciate, I think right now, how lucky we are to have a retractable roof. Welcome back. We're broadcasting live from inside American Family Field, Brewers Opening Day 2022. It is now my distinct pleasure to be joined by Tim Dillard from the Milwaukee Brewers Broadcast Operations, former Major League pitcher. Tim, good afternoon. Hey, how are we doing? Thanks for having me on. 
Well, thanks for coming on. Hey, let, let's talk a little bit about the, the transition from the playing field to being a broadcaster. What, what, what was easy about that? What was hard about it? Well, I woke up and played baseball for parts of 18 seasons. And then one day woke up, had the opportunity to be a broadcaster. My wife was like, yeah, you better take that. <laughs> it was actually quite easier than you think. <laughs> <laughs> Just because she got used to having that mortgage payment made and the car yeah, payment right? made and well, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. With, with 2020, everything kind of got canceled for the minor leagues. Everything kind of went awry. And, you know, looking back on it, that was probably a, a clear sign career-wise for me that there needs to be a change, right? And my kids are getting older, and, you know, I need to be more professional now. So that was kind of the the starting point. But, yeah, I've, I've actually really enjoyed it. And you know what? It's it's like I know a little something about baseball. I can kind of portray a little bit what these guys are going through. Mm-hmm. Do, do you miss – was it tough? I mean, do, do you miss being the player and now covering the game as opposed to actually participating in the game? Yeah, I'm super jealous. I tell these guys every time I see them, I'm on the field right now, sort of. I'm in the dugout, and I'm just super jealous of them, you know, and they, and they know that. Because I, when I was playing and I had teammates that were, were done playing, you just you knew they were super jealous uh, because you know what they're going through. It's such an amazing experience. You look at the field today, all I want to do is cartwheels in the outfield. That's how good this field looks. Uh, and if I wasn't wearing this stupid suit, that probably would be. But it's, it's pretty awesome. And, yeah, I, I, I miss it every day, but um, – I don't know. I, I feel like I, there's no chance the door's closed for me ever coming out of retirement. So I'm okay. I'm okay with uh, the decision. Well, I, I know that you've become incredibly popular in, in, in Milwaukee. What, what is it that makes Milwaukee and this region and this state so special when it comes to baseball? Because I, I think the fans here are probably as good as the fans anywhere. Probably the best fan base there is. I mean, they, they come out. You know, they, they come out and they watch their team. They tailgate for their team. Uh, for me personally, I was drafted by the Brewers going back to 2001. So I'm going on my 20, what's today, 2022, 21st, you know, year of having a relationship with the Brewers. And you know what? Some of the same people from that time are still around in front office and coaches and things like that. So it's a pretty amazing, it's a remarkable uh, situation. It's family. It's family, and, and Craig Council in his press conference was reiterating that the community and what we're really doing here is we're allowing people to build relationships around a game that's entertainment, yes, but you're making connections, and that's I, and I love to do that. I'm, I'm very grateful I'm still a part of it. You know, we were talking about the, the length of, of the season um, with, with Craig Council earlier today and, and David Stearns, and, and maybe from your perspective as a former player as well, how, how difficult is it for either the broadcaster or the players to, to not get caught up in the, the day-to-day events? Oh, gee, we, we had a bad game last night, and, and to be able to put that behind you, because I would assume that if you obsess over every bad moment that, that's going to happen, it, it just it drives you crazy over the course of a 162-game season. It can, and it has. Uh, it, it, it consumes people at times, and I think perspective is what you're going to get from the top. Craig Council, in his press conference, just said a while ago, he's like, you know, you guys like football. Well, you know, we're in the first quarter of the first game of the season. You know, that's that's kind of where where this season's at. So you don't. It takes 162 games because you don't know what can happen, and you have to have a quick turnaround. If you're a pitcher and you have a bad outing. Well, guess what? You get a few hours sleep, you wake up, and you're going to be on the mound again, uh, unless you're a starter, which the starters 
uh, it's really tough. You have a bad outing, you got to wait five days for you can get out there and prove that you know you're really good. And if you have a great outing, you got five days to worry about. Well, am I going to be good again? <laughs> so the yeah. mental side really comes out, and uh, what the Brewers are really good is putting that in perspective. What is your sense of the team this year? I know there a lot of us are very, very optimistic that this is the year the team gets back to the World Series. Does it have the realistically? Does the, do they have the talent and the mental toughness and everything it takes to do that? I think so. They have the depth. They have the players. Um, you, you can just watch them out here taking batting practice. Uh, you see the guys taking ground balls, coming out early. The guys working on. Uh, there's Caratini's out here catching. Uh, Freddie Peralta, you know, they're, they're getting ready to just get on the same page. Like, they're pulling at all the stops. Uh, it starts with communication, and guys are on the same page. And what you're going to get out of that is a team that is a collective unit, and there's, no, there's nothing lost in the fray. And, you know, the big cliche is, oh, people stay healthy. This team is built for, you know, the ups and downs, and there's still room to make moves if that opportunity arrives. David Stearns does have that. Uh, opportunity to do that but from what i can see on the field i mean where there are no weaknesses there they they have the bats they have the pitching staff they have the defense um and that's a fun place to be as a player when you're like you look around and you see the guy next to you in the locker and you're like hey guys we're really good did you know that like we're a good team (laughs) (laughs) tim dillard i have to tell you i think you have been just an incredible addition to the uh to the broadcast team and and i know i speak for a lot no i'm telling the truth i I speak for a lot of fans when I just say how much we we enjoy you know listening to you and watching you on TV and doing the coverage and stuff. And I wish you nothing but success. I I think you're going to find a great second career in broadcasting beyond you know just being the baseball player. And and I'm I'm glad you're here in Milwaukee. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate. It. I love it. I love it. I just want to transfer that excitement that I have showing up to a field. There's nothing better than being in a big league stadium. I promise you that. Tim Dillard, thanks for joining us this afternoon. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Back with more in just a minute. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. It is opening day 2022 from American Family Field. I, I just know I'm in the broadcast booth because of the high winds. Um, and so I was watching batting practice taking place. It was just, I, I saw something I, I've never seen before. So, you know, there, there's also they're throwing baseballs around and there's all these, there's baseballs like all over the field and stuff. Well, what the players do is that they they collect them and so I, I was just watching all the, these these big name players they're all just going around and grabbing five six seven baseballs and putting them in it was just just kind of like the the rest of us do at like little league practice and things like that it is my great pleasure right now to be joined by one of the senior members of the Milwaukee Brewers um, he has made whenever we cannot talk about opening day without remembering some of the great plays that Lorenzo Kane has made in center field and it's my great pleasure to be joined now by Lorenzo Kane good afternoon Hey, how you doing? I am doing great. I was, matter of fact, I was up in the booth. I was just watching you taking batting practice and stuff. Looks like you're all set for a big season. Yeah, we're you know getting ready to go. Um, opening day, it's always a lot of fun. So uh, getting the body moving around after you know a late night of, of travel. So uh, yeah, getting this, getting this thing ready. It, that, that travel must be made easier by the fact that you won two out of the last three games, and including that, that rally and to, to win late in the game last night. That must make that plane flight back to Milwaukee a little bit nicer. Yeah, it was a lot better uh, being able to uh, steal two at the end there. Um, huge wins. We definitely needed them. So, uh, yeah, started off a little rocky in Chicago, but uh, was able to turn things around in Baltimore, and uh, hopefully we can continue to you know keep swinging the bats, keep, keep pitching well, playing great defense, and uh, steal a win today. 
Earlier today, we were taking calls from some of our listeners asking for opening day memories, and I can't tell you how many people were citing that great catch you made a while back to save that opening day a couple years ago in center field, and just, mm-hmm. just a, a series of great catches that, that you have made. Does opening day ever get old, even for somebody that's got all the experience that you have? Uh, I, I would say, you know, uh, when you, when you do one, it's not old, but when you do three, four <laughs> to start the season, you know, it kind of it kind of gets to you a little bit. But at the same time, you know, uh, it's definitely special. Um, you know, every every kid, every person wants to be a part of opening day. And uh, like I said, I've, I've done a few myself. And uh, like I said, uh, it, it's been a blast. Um, how how do you keep yourself in in shape for a long season especially you know when when you're a veteran like yourself is there is there a routine is there a regimen you have to, to get you through the 162 game season yeah um you know i have i have my own regimen that i, I do day in and day out um uh definitely the older i've gotten um it, it's become a lot longer <laughs> uh to, ta- to kind of get my body ready to go each and every day um but yeah i have my routine i have the things that i do to make sure i'm ready the things that i do after the game to recover to make sure i'm ready to go the next day so uh yeah it's, it's a lot that goes into it that uh people don't see but um yeah it, it takes a lot to go out here and perform every single day you know day in and day out so uh yeah it's definitely not easy have have over the years, um, have, have you had to change that routine? I mean, is do you do things differently now, say, than you did them? I don't know, five years ago. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, um, uh, just just the whole entire routine is. You know, you just you know, like I said, the older I've gotten, um, you know, it, it's become a longer uh, routine before the game to kind of get ready. Um, it, it's a lot. I do a lot of stuff to make sure I'm ready to play one game. But, uh, you know, it's definitely worth it, and uh, it's, it's something that i got to continue to do to make sure I can go out here and perform day in and day out. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot, but uh, we find a way to get through it. Um, we all have, have to have routines to uh, make sure our body is ready to go every single day. And, um, yeah, that's, that's part of, you know, being a professional. How excited are you about this team this year? Um, it, a lot of people think this is the year this team goes to the World Series. Is, is, that, is that possible? Yeah, it's always possible. You know, we, we've gotten a chance to go to the playoffs uh, the last, what, four years or whatever. So uh, the chance is always there. You know, we just got to capitalize once we get to the playoffs. And uh, we haven't been able to do that. And uh, like I said, hopefully this is the year where we turn kind of turn things um, and advance the World Series. And uh, like I said, I definitely think this is the team uh, to do it. But uh, at the end of the day, we've got to go out there and get it done on the field. I understand birthday wishes are in order. Yesterday was your birthday, right? Happy birthday. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, look, I, just uh, I, speaking as a, as a Brewers fan and somebody who, who's watched you over the last several years, I, I just can't tell you how glad we are to have you in Milwaukee and what an addition to the team and what a class act you are and continue to be. And I, I just can't tell you how much success we wish you, not only today, but all through the rest of the season. And um, we're, we're, glad, we're glad you came to Milwaukee a few years back. And um, it, it's just been a pleasure to watch you play baseball on a daily basis. Well, I thank you for that. Uh, like I said, I've had a blast, you know, the time that I spent here. You know, even if it is my last year, you know, it's been a blast. Uh, Milwaukee fans have shown me nothing but love my entire time here, and um, it's been amazing. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for that. Yeah, Lorenzo Kane, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We appreciate it. All right, thank you.
Say. Yeah, it was his uh, birthday yesterday. Um, yesterday. And I understand this is the last year of, uh, of the five-year contract, but I, I would... I, I would hope that you know maybe maybe that there's still an opportunity to continue to play baseball, especially at the high level that Lorenzo Cain has played over the years. Let's take a very quick break. Back with much more in just a couple minutes. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Well, as we have been telling you all day, it's opening day at American Family Field. We haven't enjoyed a day like today since 2019. WTMJ's Brian D has that story, courtesy of OutdoorLivingUnlimited.com. Normalcy, an Atanasio anthem, October hopes, and the smell of charcoal fill the April air. That's what we've come to expect at a Milwaukee Brewers home opener. In 2020, though, this. Today is going to be a little different than we were anticipating when, well, when we got on the air. We do have some breaking news this morning regarding the Brewers home opener. And it is not of the positive variety. This coming from the world of Major League Baseball, where another game today has been canceled or at least postponed. The Cardinals and the Brewers is the game that's supposed to be played. It is not a good situation. Luckily, things settled in. After a week in isolation at the Pfister Hotel, the Cardinals got healthy and got back on the road. The Brewers escaped unscathed, and their home opener finally mercifully took place just three days later. In the second base with a standing double is Christian Yelich. So while you're taking in the home opener this year, take a moment to reflect to appreciate and to be thankful that we're sort of back to normal. Yeah, it, it's, boy, I tell you, you just, you know, one of the things that is so great about th- this opening day and what's going to happen, the place is going to be packed, 40-plus thousand people and all, and, it, and it's not just for baseball fans and the fact that baseball's there, but it's for all the, all the people who work at, at the stadium. And the people who depend on, on that revenue, who, you know, were shut out for the one year because of COVID. And then last year, sort of a weird year because it, we didn't get up to full occupancy until, what, about halfway through the season or things like that. Well, this really is is back to normal. And you feel great, again, not just for the fact that baseball is in the air and the games are going to be played, but also for the fact that everybody out here, whether it's the beer vendors or the people that are working at the concession stands, a lot of times who are volunteers for, for groups that are raising money money or the people that are out there in the cold parking cars or all those things all these people are you know they're employed as well and they're making money and things like that and that's why one of the things are we always encourage people to to come out and to the extent you can you know be generous with your tips and stuff like that because it's been it's been a tough time for everybody over the last couple of years but the people who work in the baseball industry, not necessarily playing on the field. Those are people, you know, that are important to our enjoyment of the game and our enjoyment of the experience. And, you know, they've been... You know, they've been hurting over the last couple of years, so it's really great to get back to sort of some sense of normalcy. Now, here's where we're going. We've got one more hour of our, our special broadcast left, and it's going to be an hour you do not want to miss. Um, right after the top of the hour news, we are scheduled to be joined by Brewers principal owner Mark Atanasio and Bob Eucher. We've done this for years, and um, I'm telling you, it's always just a blast to get a chance to talk to both of them. We're also going to be joined by up-and-coming, I think, potential super 
superstar Aaron Ashby, one of the new pitchers for the Brewers, and uh, he's become a huge uh, crowd favorite. Rowdy Telez is scheduled to join us as well. All that and a lot more coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's opening day 2022 from American Family Field. This is Jeff Wagner. The players are warming up. The field is being prepped. And we're bringing you the sights and sounds live from American Family Field. People wait throughout the entire winter to get to that ballpark on opening day because it's like spring is there. Let's play ball. It's opening day. Sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited and Jockey. And now, broadcasting live from the fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin WTMJ Mobile Studio. Here's your host, Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome back. Like the big voice guy says, it is opening day 2022. Uh, the parking lot is open. People are out there. They are tailgating. They are enjoying themselves. And as we have been saying, it the, the, the weather, I mean, I don't know how this stacks up to opening days in the past as far as a temperature. It It's cold out there. I mean, think Lambeau Field in December with the wind chill. That's the big issue. You've got, you know, the winds, as Jane was just saying, gusting up to 50 to 60 miles an hour this afternoon. And so the brewers are saying, for people who are coming out to tailgate, that don't put up tents, don't put up canopies, because, uh, again, there's this huge wind that's out there. But other than that, as long as you figure out how to do it and you adapt, you're going to be all set. So we're going to continue to bring you the, the sights and sounds of Miller Park, uh, Miller Park, First time I did that today. First time I did it today. Old habits die hard. American Family Field and Opening Day in this hour of the program. We're scheduled to be joined by Mark Atanasio and Mr. Baseball Bob Euchre. Little trivia. This is this is Bob's fifty second year as the voice of the Milwaukee Brewers. Fifty two years. You I mean you, you talk about, you know, longevity and I think that the truth is it's just it's just not baseball season until you hear Bob Euchre doing the call. So we're scheduled to be joined in just a couple of minutes by Mark Atanasio and Bob Euchre. Later on in the program this hour, we're scheduled to be joined by a couple of the players, Rowdy Telez, who, of course, has become a huge fan favorite since joining the team last year, and Aaron Ashby, who is one of their up-and-coming pitchers. So all that's coming up. If you have a question that you would like me to put to either Brewers principal owner Mark Atanasio or Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre, um, I invite you to send me a text. It's 855-616-1620, which is the um, Acunet Mortgage talk and text line. And, you know, we'll, we'll try to ask a couple questions during our sessions with them. It, of course, has been an interesting year. And one of the things I want to talk to Mark Atanasio about is um, the the whole concept of, of the lockout and, you know, this that awkward 90 days when baseball was essentially at a, at a halt and some real questions about whether there was going to be a season or not. So we're going to discuss something like that as well and all sorts of other things. So stick around. Those interviews are coming up in just a couple minutes. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Take us out to the ball game. Right. This is opening day 2022. You know, one of the, the odd things in some respects about this is that typically because we have American Family Field, and a number of you are, are, are texting me, and I made the mistake of using the former name. Just the only time I've done this today, but a number of you are texting me, you know, giving me props because I think everybody recognizes. For many of us, it's always going to be that, and it's an honest mistake that you can end up, you know, honest mistake that you can end up making. But, you know, one of the, the things is because we have... Have the retractable roof, and you know the ball game is going to be played. Typically, the, the season opens here, and 
so it's, you haven't had a situation where the Brewers open on the road, because normally this will be the first game of the year. The interesting thing here, of course, is that you know the Brewers, because of the lockout and the, the uh, start of the season being delayed for about a week or so, we're in a situation where it, it's now the six games in and so you you have an idea that that first opening series and i think one of the things that's coming through from a variety of our interviews is the whole notion that well it's a long season so for everybody who was just destroyed after the brewers started out zero and two or lost the game in baltimore well they're three and three it is a long season there's still 156 games that are left to play and i think you know people need to remember like last year the brewers started out one and three also and what did they end up with with 95 wins so it's a long baseball season and what you have to do is also just keep that in mind keep that perspective in mind that's the challenge i think that you see for a lot of the players how and and how they deal with it you know the the daily ups and downs and how management deals with the ups and downs and just the concept of the whole long season and how you address those various things and how you get through it because, again, if you get too up or too down, um, given all the things that go on in a long baseball season, it, it can, I think, probably just drive you absolutely crazy. So that's the whole idea of that. In just a couple minutes, we're going to be joined again by Mr. Baseball Bob Euchre and by the Brewers principal owner, Mark Atanasio. And, and I'm inviting this. Uh, if you have questions that you'd like to have addressed um, you can send me a text. It's um, 855-616-1620. One of our listeners says, Winter doesn't end until Bob Euchre is on the radio. His voice means summer. That's from Jamie and Fond du Lac. Um, yeah, I think that there's an element of that. I mean, clearly... You know, it's great to have baseball back, and I don't know if it's necessarily the voice of summer, but it's certainly the voice of of spring. And even though the weather doesn't always become conducive to that, what you have is a situation where it's just going to be an absolutely tremendous environment. Tell you what, let's take one more break, and then when we come back, I hope we're going to be joined by Mark and Bob. Stick around. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Welcome back. We are broadcasting live from American Family Field. It is the Brewers' home opener. Just a couple minutes again. We're scheduled to be joined by the principal owner, Mark Atanasio. There's a... Um we are we are inside as if you've been listening during the course of the day um, because of the, the high winds. I moved inside because earlier today that that our mobile broadcast facility it, it was it was not only rocking it was it was moving and so um, my management was kind enough to bring me inside. So I have a view of the dugout. I'm up in the press box right now. St. Louis Cardinals are on the field taking batting practice, and uh, I think. You know, both Mark and Bob, are, they're in the dugout right now, but there's a, a gaggle of, of press people around and stuff um, asking questions and stuff. So as soon as that ends, I, I know we'll be in line to talk to Mark and Bob. You know, it, it's it's really one of the things about baseball. And the other day we did a segment, the, the it was a 2 to nothing game that the Brewers lost, and the game was 3 hours and 25 minutes. And we, we did a conversation, and it's one of my pet peeves about baseball, and I don't like to talk about a problem when I don't have a good answer to it, but it, it is the, these length, the length of the games. And I think where you know you have, especially for the evening games during the summer, where you have families that, that come out for a 7 o'clock game, and you know, there's only so long that you can keep the kids. And so 
baseball, there, there's no question. I think it has issues that it has to, you know, deal with. There's other issues like competitive imbalance. You know, we were talking to David Stearns earlier today, and one of the really cool things about the Brewers is year in, year out for the last, I don't know how many years, you know, when the team takes the field on an opening day, there, there is at least a decent chance that this team is going to be in the playoffs and maybe is going to be competing for the World Series. And there's too many teams around there that that's just not the case. I mean, no offense, but you know, do, do you want to be the Pittsburgh Pirates? The Pittsburgh Pirates aren't going anywhere this year, and they haven't gone anywhere for years and years. So it's a whole situation of you know, how fortunate we are in Milwaukee to have a competitive team and how good that that's going to end up being. So, but but there, there's issues with competitive balance, length of the games, and things like that. On the other hand, there's no question that there's still a lot of things that are incredibly appealing about about baseball. It's, you know, you can argue about is it still America's pastime or are more people in, interested in, in basketball or in football or things like that. But there's no question it is still incredibly, incredibly popular. And I think part of that is because there is a timelessness to to baseball and there is the tradition um, with, with baseball I mean I can I still vividly remember first baseball game I ever attended with my father I, I remember my grandfather used to regularly take me to baseball games and you know we'd, we'd go down there and I can remember just sitting next to him and that's where I learned how to keep score and I to this day and right matter of fact I'm going to the game later today I have my little score pad right there and so I'm going to be keeping score but I, I mean I that was that was this tradition that was instilled in me again in this case it's kind of my tribute to my grandfather because he taught me to do that and every time you know when I'm sitting in my seats at American Family Field I'll be in a situation where you know, I pull out the scorecard, and I, I always, you know, end up thinking about, um, you know, my my grandfather. So that's one of these deals that you have with baseball. It it is the the tradition. It is the timelessness, and it's still. You know, it, it can be an exciting game, and there's drama in it. It's one of these things where you really, uh, again, you really just have to absolutely, you know, love the beauty of th- this game. And it's always very, very fun to me when I come out to the ballpark and you sit around and you look at the stadium and around the stadium, and you see that there are so many families who are bringing, you know, bringing their kids out there. And you really hope that this is going to be the next generation of fans that are out there and are around got to just absolutely love that entire thing that ends up you know going on and that that's part of the beauty of this game and it's part of the timelessness of the game all right it is my pleasure to be joined now by Mark Atanasio principal owner of the Milwaukee Brewers and we all know him we all love him Mr. Baseball Bob Euchre <laughs> gentlemen hello how you doing, kid? I, 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 how you doing, kid? I, okay, well, okay. It's it's you. This is your fifty-second year, Bob, of broadcasting the Brewers. So you can you can call me kid. It's okay, man. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Good to, good to talk to you again. And um, Mark, the boss man, is here, and uh, we're down in the dugout and getting getting ready for the uh, the home opener, which is always a special day for me and. And I know it is for Mark, too, especially being here in Milwaukee. 
Yeah. Okay, guys, so I did something especially a little different the, this especially year. With the, especially with the roof closed. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, the no kidding. Closed a little breezy out there today. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, so I did, some, I did something a little bit different this year. I, I, I went out to our audience, and, and I invited people who had questions for the two of you to, you know, to, to send them in. And I said I'd ask at least a couple of them for you. you know? okay. Don't worry. I'm yeah. going to screen some of them. But, you know, that's it. One of the questions, I, one of my favorite questions was addressed to, to you, Mark. The question is, does... Do you ever go to Bob and seek advice about baseball, and do you ever then follow the advice that Bob gives you? <laughs> I should let Bob answer that one. You know, we were, you know, we were just talking. You know, we were just talking about Jeff. You asked that. Uh, Mark was just doing a big press conference out here at the ballpark, and uh, the 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 questions uh, did not relate to baseball, so to speak. They revolved around finance, and mm-hmm. a couple of the guys in there were trying to get top hat on Mark, which is the wrong thing to do. There is nobody that knows finance better than Mark Atanasio, and uh, he came out of it. He came out of it four for four. He was, he was <laughs> right on target, and everything was good. Yeah, but uh, Jeff, I want you to know when I got done, I came out here and checked with you. Did I, did I answer those finance <laughs> questions right? <laughs> Because I do go to him on, on, those, he, on those questions. For he sure. does good. He, they're, they're messing with the wrong guy when the talk when it when the talk comes to to finance. No, but we're we're happy out here. It's a beautiful day inside American Family Field, of course. Windy and really breezy outside, but inside we're ready to play. But to answer your question, because Bob's got like the perfect seat in the stadium, yes, I do. Uh, sometimes even <laughs> in game ask. <laughs> Sometimes even in a, you know things you wouldn't want to hear, like, does our guy really look that bad today? <laughs> I wish he could have been around when I played so he could ask me questions about what I was doing when I played. Which I didn't do very much, <laughs> Mark. I want to, you know, I, I've been I've been talking to uh, David Stearns and, and Craig Council today about the length of the season and, and how you handle the ups and downs. Um, our, our mutual friend Bud Selig. I, I know when when Bud owned the team, you almost got the sense that he lived and died with with every win and loss. You know, with with, with stuff that went on. How do you manage that? I mean, is this one of these things where you're, you're, you're checking with the team constantly, and is it frustrating when there's a particular loss, or, or how do you handle that over a 162-game season? First of all, I want to report I saw uh, the uh, Commissioner Emeritus this morning in his Emeritus. office. <laughs> Commissioner Emeritus. <laughs> and uh, he's still living and dying with every win and loss. <laughs> Like commissioner, we're six games in here. We're at 500. <laughs> that he does. That he does. So I get, that tells you uh, he was focusing on the three losses, not the three wins. But, uh, <laughs> all, but all through because of anxiety and, you know, what's going to happen today? But, uh, yeah, I, look, I, this is season 18, so I'm, I'm better now at it every night <laughs> and I, I try and, and so by yeah. the way the, the gentleman on the phone with me is the recipient when i when i've got some high level of uh anxiety or frustration rather than vent to david or craig i'll call you and what the hell <laughs> channel my inner butt ceiling what the hell is going on out there <laughs> and you usually hey, it's all right don't worry about it you're tight you get a little too tight <laughs> 
No problem. I go right to the Jack Daniels. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Bob, a number of people are asking, uh, obviously, this winter, a couple health issues and things like that. Um, you're doing pretty well now, right? Oh, yeah. No, I'm okay. I had a couple of um, uh, little surgeries that were nothing major. I had knee surgery in October and then a couple of more surgeries on my back. Uh, but everything's okay. Yeah, as a matter of fact, as we are speaking, Jeff, we are right down in the dugout at the end of the Brewers dugout, which you know where that is, mm-hmm. and the whole medical staff is out here with us. All of the, all the team doctors <laughs> and uh, the trainers are here. It's about sixteen Every, people here. Yeah, I know they're all doctors. They think just in case I go down, uh, <laughs> they want to have enough people here to take care of me. Yeah. No, everything, everything's good. We're doing good. Yeah, we're doing good. good. He looks great, by the way. No, we're doing he good. He looks great. Yeah, this is number 67 for me. Opening <laughs> days. Oh, plus, by the way, really? you're still swimming every day. And oh, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I do that every day. I mean, sometimes, you know, I don't like to do it because people don't have plumbing, but, I mean, <laughs> you know, separate. <laughs> no. No, no Mark, we're good. How, how, Mark, how difficult was was the lockout? This was a, a weird off season, and you know there there you know you get the reports. Sometimes it looked like maybe the, the season wasn't going to happen. And of course, we're all glad that things were worked out. But from your perspective, how difficult was that that ninety days or so where everything was just shut down? Well, in an odd way, the fact that we come out of a you know, pandemic and then wondered the next year what what the requirements you know or the protocols would be. We had some practice in in dealing with uncertainty and uh you know i sort of had a front row seat for a lot of this because i was one of the owners on the labor policy committee and uh yeah look you don't you you try hard uh i think both sides were trying hard i said this in the press conference and we couldn't get to an intersection uh on things that were important to each side and and then it all came together which is great because it came together just in time so you know it's Nothing better than playing 162 games. You know, we, we tag three, three games on the end of the season, which will be with the Diamondbacks. Uh, sprinkled three games with the Giants mm-hmm. during the season, either an off day or doubleheader. And, uh, you know, it, this is as normal as, as it's felt since 2019. Like, it feels, it feels great. It feels normal here. Which, uh, yeah, you know, that... That, that was certainly the impression. You know, one of the cool things, too, it, that's, from my perspective as a fan, it, it's not just that baseball is going to be played, but you come out to the stadium and you see a, a lot of those familiar faces, whether it's the ushers or the, the beer vendors or the, the people in the parking lot and stuff. It, it's just great because this really is kind of a, a family, and it's great to see that family back together. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, there are a lot of jobs. I think there's over a, a thousand jobs, day jobs here. And... Uh, you know, this is important uh, important for the community, you know, not only psychologically but financially. And, and uh, you know, we play, uh, what, 81 games yep. here at Amphan Field, and we hope some in the playoffs. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's it, well, it feels like home again. Yeah, a lot of these people, Jeff, that are here were here when I started uh, back in 71 over at County Stadium, ushers and people that were at the concession stands are still here and they're going to be here and they're going to finish their careers here it's a you know it's an easy way to 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 enjoy baseball you can show somebody to their seat and other than that you, you pretty much have a have an easy day concession stands are are jammed up with people but that 
that's the object of, of playing and the object of this great facility that we have here with you can imagine what it would be like today outside playing uh, with the way the wind is blowing today it's it's hurricane force winds um, I don't know if we'd be able to play today but inside uh, American family field man it's perfect in here every day no matter if it's open or closed it's always a great day to play so Bob yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just mention just to embarrass our uh, <laughs> Lead equipment manager, uh, really runs everything in the clubhouse, Jason Schwager. Yeah. Jason, it's not only his birthday today, it's his 30th anniversary with us. With, with the team. Yeah, he's 30 he's, years. He's, he's going to be, he's 48 today. I think, <laughs> I think he's How 48, goes, right? Yeah. He's yeah. young. So, yeah. And, and Tony um, Migliaccio has been here like Tony, since he was 60. Tony right? Migliaccio, yeah, he's been here, oh man, Tony's been here 50 years. Yeah, <laughs> almost. I mean, I think in he that area, with us he's, when he was 16. Yeah, he's 16 years old. He was a bat boy. Yeah. So you have, you know, that that's very. This happens all the time. But he uh, couldn't afford. Bud Selig couldn't afford another extra catcher for the bullpen. So Tony, <laughs> Tony was a clubhouse man, and then once a game would start, Tony would put a uniform on and go out and catch in the bullpen. Then in the eighth inning, he'd have to go back. By in. the way, I never know if you're telling the truth. No, I'm it. telling the truth. <laughs> I'm telling the truth now. And he would he would come back into the clubhouse, take the uniform off, get into his regular clothes without showering, I might add, and um, and uh, did his clubhouse duties. But yeah, and but he didn't want to pay for another extra catcher. That's Bud, Bud Selig. I don't know if a lot of people knew Buddy was. A you know, second. he may be listening. So oh yeah, I hope he is. Uh, he was is a he, second he... baseman when he when he was in school. I think he was a second baseman. He didn't play. He just laid in the dirt for like four hours, and he was second base. See, <laughs> see, next year we have to invite the commissioner to be part of this so he can defend himself a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, I'd love to have him on. He, he, he's a great friend. He's the guy that brought me here and. I know he and Mark are, are big-time friends. Oh, very close. We all are with Bud, and um, he's... Uh, now, since my dad passed away, it's nice to have a father yeah. figure for me. Yep, and, uh, he's, 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 he's a great. good one. Bud Seelig. But- I call him Al. <laughs> yes, you do. I call him Al. <laughs> so, Bob, since we've established that, that you're one of Mark's kind of go-to guys for advice on baseball and stuff <laughs> like that, what, what, what do you think about the team this year? We've, talking, we've been talking to a number of people, a lot of optimism that this might be the year the Brewers get to the World Series and win it all. Well, you know what? I, I feel that way every year, Jeff. I really do. I'm, I mean, I've been around. You know, I've been on both sides. Um, I've been a player and, um, you know, the broadcasting part of it, but uh, won a World Series in 1964 with the Cardinals. So anytime you're on a World's Championship team, it's an unbelievable thrill that stays with you forever. It, it, you know, to get the ring, to get a, a championship ring is, is totally mind-boggling. It really is. That ceremony is always a big deal. But there's, there's a long way to go here. I mean, we're just starting the season, and the guys that they're playing today here in the opener, the Cardinals, are another team that are, are, are looking good that a lot of people think can win the Central. But I, I, I have that feeling every year, Jeff. I really do. And, I mean, for about 25 or 30 of the first years that I was here, I threw batting practice every day. So I was with these guys on the field every day, and... You know the optimism part of it is always with you. I don't. I, I don't care if they win or lose. Uh, I still feel the same way. I want them to win. You know, every game you can't do that. But 
losing when you lose a game, it's not a it's not a bad thing. It really isn't. Um, you, you go in the clubhouse and and the optimism is still there. It, it's nothing major. Um, we we feel like when you go to spring training, the club that you're going to put on the field is capable of winning and going all the way. And and I, I feel that way every year here. I really do. I've been here a long time, as I said before, and uh, I don't think we've ever had anybody as passionate about trying to win than Mark Atanasio and his family. I mean, that that's the bottom line here with, with Mark to win a championship um, for the city of Milwaukee and for the state of Wisconsin. That's, that's the bottom line. I mean, deals that are made uh, sometimes are upsetting to fans because it's a favorite player or somebody that you really become accustomed to and and they're dealt because somebody else can be better or you need something and you have to make those kinds of of trades and deals everybody has to do that but to to add somebody and we've got a bunch of young guys here uh jeff who are who are really good and are going to be impact players and going to have a lot of lot of people pulling for them here once we once we really get underway you know when the weather gets warm and and we get into the the real action of the baseball season um it it's it's the same every year for me i know that i feel that way every year and it's it's a bummer when you don't have it happen when you get knocked out last year i mean freddie freeman hits the home run against josh Hader, their best against your best he hit the home run and they went on and won you know they won the world series so evidently it had to be right that, and that he had, had to be like, the right thing to do. Like at his neck. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, it 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 was the right scenario. We had our best. They had their best, and they won. And that was it. You know, Jeff. I've tried. You know, a, a, we had one rebuilding season, which is pretty remarkable, actually, in eighteen seasons. And I've tried. You know, since '07, I think we're in a position. That was our first year above. We were, mm-hmm. We hadn't been in 500 in like yeah. 12 years when I bought the yeah. team. Then we get to 500, so of course, then you hear, well, you still haven't won. <laughs> yeah, no. It's so we got to fi- above 500 <laughs> in 07, and then including that 07 team, you know, we, we were had hope. You know, Bud uh, talks a lot about uh, hope and optimism. And starting in 07, we had legitimate hope yeah. this club with one, only one year in 2015 when, uh, well, actually, it was 2016 when we had to break it down. And then next year we we were playing game 161 in St. Louis. Yep. Uh, trying to get into the playoffs, and you know we're down to the last game. So um, that's what we're trying to do. And <laughs> I say I take losses a little harder than Mr. Euchre, but not as hard as Mr. Sealy. But gentlemen, let, speaking on behalf of the entire Brewer, Brewer Nation, let, let me first of all say, Mark, I, I can't tell you how much. The fan base appreciates what you and your ownership group has done and what you've brought to this team and that consistency and the, the consistent winning streak and the commitment to excellence. And speaking, I think, for all the fans, we appreciate it. And, Bob, I, you know the fan base, we all consider you to be just an absolute treasure. And it's not it's not summer, it's not springtime till we hear Mr. Baseball on the radio <laughs> doing, uh, doing the ball games. And so thank you so very much, both of you, for all you do, and thanks for joining joining us today it's been a real pleasure well, i appreciate that jeff and one thing mark has to be thankful for that i never played for him <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, but, you know, there, there were some times, not every catcher in 18 seasons has been that good behind the plate, and there were times that they would have asked me if you would suit up. Oh, man. Maybe not take a bat in your hand, but, but get yeah. behind it, call a few pitches. And... Yeah, my bat came with a handle at each end. <laughs> really good. Thank All you right, so Jeff, very see much, you later, guys. Thank take you, care. Jeff. Absolutely. Take care. Happy opening um, day. Yeah, happy opening day. Go Brewers. Well, we went a little bit long in that last interview segment, but whenever you get the chance to get the comedy team of Mark Atanasio and, and Bob Euchre together, you just kind of got to roll with that. And Next year we will work on seeing maybe if we can get uh, Commissioner Bud Selig there as well to kind of defend himself. Uh, I'm, I'm just being swamped with texts from people um, who are kind of echoing the sentiments that, that I sort of expressed about um, Bob Euchre and, you know, how much he has meant to this community, this region, this state over the last 52 years. Um, and then, of course, you know, Mark Atanasio. It, it, it's, it, I mean, really, I think one of the things, and you've heard that from a number of our interviews today, people are genuinely proud of that the, the, this is a Brewers team which is competitive, Every year doesn't mean they're going to win the title every year, but they're competitive. We're not talking about rebuilding. Now, the guy who's been helping me all day with the various interviews, Greg Matzik from the dugout. Greg, good afternoon. Hey, Jeff. I'm glad we could get you inside the stadium here instead of out in the well, mobile hot box. Well, yeah. The, well, it wasn't necessarily the hot box, but I was there this morning with Steve Scafidi, and, and and it wasn't even as windy as it is now. And it started to sway back and forth like a ride right. at Disney World. And then when it started to move, and then when we saw the porta potties blowing across the <laughs> the, the parking lot, I, I said to my boss, I said, "Is there? I don't mean to be kind of wimpy about this, but I, this might not be the best place to be." And they were able to accommodate me. So, um, uh, first of all. Thank you for handling and arranging for all the interviews and stuff. It's a lot of optimism about this team this year. Yeah, no, I think it, and deservedly so. I think you've got a half the division, or at least two-fifths of the division, is uh, trying to figure out what their next move is, and that's the Reds and the Pirates. The, they're in a bit of a rebuilding mode. The Cubs are kind of a transition team, but uh, if they play well, I think, early on, that they could make a little bit of noise at the trade deadline and, and maybe make a push for one of those final playoff spots. It does appear to be the Cardinals and Brewers kind of duking it out for the first and second spots in this division. And a lot of it really is based upon the Brewers pitching. I think there's some offensive questions that have yet to be answered in the early going that were, you know, question marks and issues last year. Runners with scoring position, trying to drive those runners in. That that was a problem last year. It's proven to be so far this year. So kind of getting their sea legs underneath them here but finally at home i mean this team has only been home for a period of hours since it departed for spring training so definitely welcome sight to be back on their home turf one of the key ingredients i would assume this year is whether christian yelich performs anything close to the christian yelich of a couple years ago yeah and i don't know if he can duplicate that feat and that's a pretty remarkable accomplishment what he's able to do in his mvp year uh, and really the year after where he was a runner-up for MVP. And then it really cratered off in the pandemic year. Last year was kind of tough getting going. I, I think all the excuses are behind Christian Yelich. I think he's healthy. I think he's in a good headspace. And I think if you've watched him in the early going, Jeff, and I know it's early, right? We're just we're not even ten games into this. The Brewers have yet to play a game at home. But he's, he's now hitting some mistakes that he was missing last year. There was a double in that Orioles series that was not a chopper over the you know, the, the third base bag against the shift. No, it was a 399-foot missile that left a bruise on the wall. He hit a mistake. It was an 0-2 pitch that he almost hit out of the ballpark. 
that's the kind of Christian Yelich that I think we're more familiar with. You show me a, a confident hitter, I'll show you a good hitter. And I don't know that Christian was ever really settled and confident last year. So already he looks a little different than he did a season ago, and that's a good thing. Craig Matzik, I'm look, looking forward to you. You're hosting Wisconsin's Afternoon News in just a couple minutes. And, again, thanks for all your help today. Greg will be with you in just a few minutes. Let's take a quick break. This is Jeff Wagner. We're broadcasting live from American Family Field. So delighted to have you with us. Look, a special thank you to everybody who made this, this show happen today. And if you, if you can't tell, I hate to say this because my bosses might take me seriously, but days like today are, are, are days where you, know, you don't have to pay me to do the job because it's just so much fun to get a chance to talk to you know so many great people. And special thanks to Brewers manager Craig Council and Brewers president of baseball operations David Stearns and Colton Wong and Tim Dillard and, of course, Bob Eucher and Mark Atanasio for spending some time with us. It's really, it, it's just a great opportunity to kind of talk to these guys and, and talk to them outside the context of, oh, let's discuss what happened in this particular game and let's talk about some of the big issues. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, later on today, uh, Greg Matzik is going to be hosting a shortened edition of Wisconsin's Afternoon News from the stadium. And then, of course, we're going to have our oh, Brewers baseball. I think the pregame coverage is scheduled to start right around 340. I'll be back to wrap up in just a minute. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Well, the St. Louis Cardinals are just finishing batting practice. They're all coming in, and the Brewers' ground crew is going out. They're moving out the cages. After that, the grounds crew comes out. They put in the bases. They put down the chalk lines, and pretty soon we're ready for baseball. Um, I, I did want to offer just one final thought. It's one of the reasons why I, I love doing this, and it, it's so great to be a Brewers fan. I, you know, we talk a lot about culture in our society and there's no question that the brewers culture i I think is just second to none they they go after quality people they bring in quality people and i'm talking about not just the players but the people in the front office and things like that it's an organization that i think cares about its employees and it's it's a good organization to be a fan of and i certainly fit in that category i want to thank you for spending the last couple hours with me i've had an absolute blast greg matzik will be in with wisconsin's afternoon news in just a couple minutes then we've got pregame coverage first pitch of the home opener scheduled for 4.14. I am back 12 noon tomorrow. Regular show. We do this all again. Have a great Thursday. Enjoy the baseball. Go Brewers. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ.